Hola, hola. Hola, hola. Welcome to the Brewhod broadcast. This is Dion, and I'm here with Sacha Delgado. Welcome to another episode. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about protecting yourself. But we are going to keep it um, reduced so that we can actually finish the podcast and not be here for six hours. <laughs> okay, so we were just, you know, hashing out ideas about different um, protection. And like I mentioned, we believe that, that this is a really wide area. Um, and what we decided is instead of going through a clinical focus where these are all the things that you can do, we were going to talk more about the things that we actually do more. And then that way it's, you know, it's our own experience, um, which is part of what we're, you know, decided to do the the broadcast for. And we might mention things that we know other people do, but really the focus is going to be more on the things that we actually do ourselves and a little bit of, um, thoughts on, you know, what, uh, what are the most popular things that we've heard? This does not mean that this is a comprehensive list. This does not mean that um, we've touched on every single protection aspect available because there are... There's just so much information. and there, Yeah, there's so many different ways to protect yourself. So we're going to speak on what we know. And then maybe in the future, maybe some other things that we know a little bit. We can get into an episode. Like if you guys tell us, you know, we really want to know all about protection for your pet. And then we can get nerdy and look it up and just come to you with this is the best way to protect your pet, you know, ABC and all the way through, you know, el abecedario completo. Okay. So let's get started with houses, right? Yeah. I think um, I think obviously our home is the place where not only do we dwell, do we let our energies down, do we also come in to revamp our own energy? And we can have a whole different podcast on how you can make your home the place where your energies are balanced and where you can actually recharge your energies. We can do that. I love that theme. Um, but let's talk about protection. So for the protection... Personally, I think that one of the main things is obviously the entryways, right? Yes. Points of access to the home are also points of access to other energies and to other people who are carrying or bringing in other energies. So the main one, and I think both of us both do it, right, is salt. salt. We salt our entryways. Um, so that's literally you throw salt. And, you know, if you want to be extra, you can do it in a nice little line <laughs> if you want to be a bad bruja you just go like you grab a, a puño of salt and just throw it in front of the doorway and say you're protected um yeah what, you look like the line type i'm a little bit of the line type <laughs> i am um <laughs> uh, i've done it both ways but i i do um outside the door i'll do uh, a line a pretty good solid line a good solid line yeah um, you you've seen mine right yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle some salt <laughs> and then um so yeah so I think the salt is really one of the, the most important ones. I like to obviously include a, a purpose. I mean, um, we call it in, in Spanish, we call it consagrar. So you're telling yeah. it what you're, what the purpose of it is. So you're consecrating it. Um, so I'd like to tell it what it's doing and it's giving it its purpose and telling it, you know, you are here to be able to help, you know, um, pick up any bad energies and make sure that they don't cross this threshold. So depending on where you are in your, you know, magical and in, in your learning path, you're going to find that intention is going to be everything. So when you're having that salt and you're telling it like, this is what you're doing, you're, that's your intention is that's where that power comes from. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's the first one. 
I personally um, have tourmaline, um, black tourmaline on top of every single one of the doorway entryways because um, it, it will fall. So like if somebody comes in with some bad juju on them, the tourmaline will fall to the floor and that's like a, oops, it fell? Mm-hmm, all right, let me get some incienso. Let me make sure that I clean you out and I make sure that, you know, we throw that energy out. Oh, that's another one when you pick up bad energy and you throw it. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's true. Well, that is witch. That is very witch. Yeah. It's like, grab it and toss it. And, you know, away from you. Um, so I have tourmaline. I have black tourmaline on both of my, on all three of my doors, actually. And then I also have um, mirrors reflecting the entryway. I have mirrors reflecting the entryway, the two main entryways. I don't have it for the ones in the garage. But and especially the main entryway, which is where guests are going to come in, mm-hmm. I have... A bunch of mirrors. Okay. I have like, I'm, I'm gonna catch you. And I've stood in front of every single one of them to see what points it grabs, and it, they all grab something. So that um, the intention or the idea behind having mirrors that reflect is basically you're reflecting outward. Anything that's gonna come into your house, like basically receives itself and spooks itself and it bounces back, right, and it goes away. Um, so I have the mirrors, I have the tourmaline, I have the salt on the entryways. I wash my, both, both of my doors have like, um, glass at some point. Mm -hmm. So I wash all the glass with, um, Florida water and simmer pot remains mixed together. Mm -hmm. And then I like the rest of the door, like the wood part or the aluminum part, I wash them with, I give them a Florida wash, especially if I know that people are going to come in um that are visiting I, I i wash it and i and when i'm washing i'll make sigils i'll make some protection sigils oh, nice. so that's another way that you can do that um i don't have a set and it's not like my mom is like every six weeks she cleans the brass holders you know she's very organized i'm not like that <laughs> um so mine is more like oh this door needs a little protection or, right oh that you know all the salt is gone and you know let me refresh it or I'm having an activity and I know people are going to come over. Let me make sure that I, you know, do the protection sigils and the Florida water now. Um, yeah, so that's what I have there. Then I have, um, if I know people are coming over, if I just, you know, the intuition hits, I'll do copal. Mm-hmm. I'll do incense. Um, and then I use copal because copal is a, a protective um, agent. Yes. Um, what else do Palo I have? Palo Santo, I also, I'll burn that for You'll protection. Yeah. Um, I use Palo Santo. I don't use, I don't use it that much when I do use it. I'll usually use it when I'm protecting around the kids. Mm -hmm. So, or when somebody's coming into my house and I'm cleaning them, I'll use it then. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, we can talk about cleaning in a separate episode. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's definitely hours more information. (laughs) Hours more. Um, uh, I do the spikes outside of the home, um, nails or spikes in, in four corners just to protect and guard the home from any, any bad forces. I do have black tourmaline, uh, by the entrances, but I, I've never put them on the door seal because nothing ever balances like that. I have a, a Mal Ojo next to the front door along with a Pozo Poderosa that, uh, that my cousin actually made for me that I know her, uh, her protective intention went into. So I believe that's a very strong, um, I don't, amulet or how would I? I think it would be an amulet. Yeah, amulet the door. And then I also have witch's bells. Oh, witch's bells. I have witch's bells. Which is very nice. I just, I, it's, I don't know that, 
that little sharp tingle and you know and get your senses up by witches bells are great. and i mean and they sound different when something's coming they do they, sound, they sound different yeah if you don't have witches bell definitely get them in because sound vibration it's one of the best cleansing agents that we have so when we talk about cleansing we'll talk about sound um but witches bell obviously they're always going to sound when you open and close the door but the way that they they tingle yeah you'll get to know different. one you'll get to know it and you're like oh this is just this, or this is this, or this is good, or this is bad, and you'll 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 get in tune with them because they're your own, right? Right. Um, I also do um, a general protection spell on the house. Um, I have it's more of a shield actually, and we can talk about shield. Are we talking about shielding today? No. We can touch on it. We're not talking. We're not doing shielding. Yeah. Today. <laughs> so I have a protection spell on the house um, where. I have it that nobody can find my house unless I have invited them to come to my home. It's legit. It really works. It does work. Um, and so, and I do consider Amazon and Uber Eats as part of being invited. <laughs> um, because, hey, I gave them my address and I paid them to come. So, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely been invited. Um, and so I do have that spell. And that one I do tend to refresh it or give it energy i think remember that everything is really important that you give it more energy it's like when we talk about the altars well you know the important thing about that is to go to your altar and to feed it right you want to feed it energy so that one i say i probably feed that um spell almost every day because when i leave my home mm -hmm. it's like one of the last things i do is like i look back at my home and i like recite you know the incantation and it's like okay you're protected nobody can find you yes. so i am feeding it every single day i'd say um yeah and that is super important i think feeding things um you'll find a lot of information about charging things under the full moon mm -hmm. but it's just that idea of that working magic is to be working like it's it's a constant thing so even with the the spikes at my home um they're all in a north south east west but you visit them because they're doing right. their job like it and and i think the ritual and just keeping them moving the energy that's what makes your magic so powerful right. yeah you have to feed your energy and you have to you have to feed your magic with energy uh you have to feed your if you work with deities you have to feed them you know with gratitude and you have to feed your um your rituals with intentions and this is not a one and done and i think that that's something that if you are going to take it if you're going to take anything away from it i think that that's one of the most important things yep. right? yeah just like this is not a you know and, and i think that many times people that and it happens a lot in our culture right people that aren't practicing witches que no son brujas they go to a bruja and they want something right resolved or a problem fixed or something right and they just want like a set thing right and they want to be able to burn this candle or you know sew this on this or right. do something and do it once and then have the problem fixed forever and um it's one of the main reasons i don't like working with the public because i could see that yeah, yeah. because it, it you know then it stops working and six months right and they're back and they're like oh it didn't work and i'm like did it work the first five months yeah did you ever do anything about it again right and so yeah yeah so and i think in Bruria that a lot of our um rituals and a lot of our recommendations that we have for people are seven days and beyond so there is a commitment to mm -hmm. it that you have to make and that seems challenging when working with the right public yeah yeah and it is very challenging and especially if people want like you know immediate responses and stuff you know? right 
Um, yeah, so, but that's sidetracked, of course. Yes, of course. Thank you. <laughs> um, but also uh, in, in protection. So um, I also use a red ribbon yarn string. It is rec- it was recommended to me through one of my mentors to do it on my dominant hand. I am ambidextrous, so I end up using it. I just put it around both hands, and that is to protect any bad energies from getting inside of me while I'm cleaning someone. And it also I uh, use it if I am doing a sweep on myself or a clean on myself. I make sure I'm wearing a red string. Right now, I see you have a medallion. You have an evil eye bracelet. Yes. So my Santa Muerte, I. This does make me feel protected. I don't wear it every day. I clean it on the 9th. I charge it on the 9th. That's kind of like her day. But and then I have a Santa Muerte in my car. But I do understand when I need protection, the first thing that I do is speak those words. It, because that is my power. That's my connection you know, to energy, that air, that intent is I need to be protected right now. So if I'm speaking... I've called on Santa Muerte like once or twice, but I really save that shit. Um, right, for bad drastic <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but uh, I, I look to her, I do, you know, I um, I try not to call the most powerful thing for being a little bit nervous about mm-hmm. shitty drivers or something, but um, but I, I don't know if I consider this protection as much as I could, like... This is almost more just a decoration to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it's so? It's for you. It's like decoration that's also stating like your beliefs. Yeah, but I feel like I honor to honor her mm. as well. Okay. Um, to give her like her place and her public recognition. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But then also that for you, it's like decor, not necessarily like a protection. Yeah, and the evil eye thing I wear it's because my cousin gave it to me. But um, but I those are also. All, always like the most protective things for you is stuff that you really have belief in is going to protect you the most right yeah that's like um like a friend of mine in her car that i was mentioning to Mm -hmm. you and she had a little um and saints whole another episode but (laughs) several episodes (laughs) yeah i mean like i was telling her there's priests that have studied three saints like their whole life you know and they're not finished so obviously we're not going to cover all the saints in a podcast issue um, but she had little La Tarjeta del Santo and um, who did I say was St. Francis was the one for the cars yeah yeah so she had a little St. Francis card um, in her car and you know she would empower it she would every time that she would drive off she would you know like touch it and say okay we're gonna have our driving adventure we're gonna do this today and thank you for protecting me so she was up constantly feeding it she was in this really bad car accident um, where the only thing that survived the car accident was her the card and her and then she's like she's like seeing the car like burnt up charred like little parts all over and she's just like shell-shocked but fine she actually didn't get hurt or anything and then she saw like stuck off like the bumper of the car um the card like little torn and ashy and whatever and she picked it up and she's like well you did so good <laughs> and then she love re- that she retired it to her altar and so like it's not working on her new car she got a new one because she figured um it already done enough work yes (laughs) but yeah so there can i also have um a protection bag in my uh, right a small one Mm -hmm. i have a protection bag in my purse oh nice and i carry it with me and so that one has protective um herbs Mm -hmm. and it has um 
tourmaline and probably some quartz. I don't remember what's in there. Nice. You know, and it has a sigil on the outside. Um, you know, it's been closed and with intention. I don't really feed it that much because I almost forget that I have it there. But it's like, it's, it's, I see it almost as like when you draw sigils before painting, mm -hmm. you know, that it's, it's underneath, it's, it's hidden. It's like, yeah. There. So I don't feed it that much because it's hidden, but it's like part of the foundation, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then for oh, like how I was saying about prayer, I think a biggest thing on protection is there are stones and herbs that all have protective qualities but I, it's just very important to remember that that strength that energy comes in yourself so if you want to do protect if you need to protect yourself you know shielding yourself which again we'll talk about in another episode breathe like speak to it speak to speak to your protection what's you know like what are you looking for to be protected from? Maybe even identifying it could help you mm -hmm. to get to a place that you need to be that you feel a little bit more protected. But I remember that it's inside of you. That power to protect yourself is inside of you. And whatever material object brings it out, that power was in you. I think that's just really important to remember with protection. Right. So just to recap, what you're saying is that you can have, you know, la mano de sabache, you can have the red string, you can have the patron saints, you can have the cards, you can have the tourmaline, you can have everything, but they're really just reflections of your own protective energy yes. being enforced. Exactly. You also have to make sure that you're not surrounding yourself with so much protection when you don't need protection because you're almost inviting things into your life to be protected from what am i saying here yeah so um this was the the example where i said like you don't want to like in the middle ages you know go dressed out in your yeah. full you know armor because it would be like or like nowadays i guess i don't know dressed up as an mma fighter i don't know um because it's not like saying <laughs> yeah. like i want to pick a fight you know right i so that's right your theory there right yes my theory is just kind of like if you are i mean if you're salting your home that's one thing but if you are every day protecting yourself from some unseen force i think that may inadvertently be allowing an unseen force to come knocking okay so i see it a little bit different and this is cool this is why we're talking um i see it sort of like having the, the alarm system you know and besides having the salt and the witch's bells and you know the the mirrors i do have an alarm system and i what does it protect against? It protects against, I don't know, burglars potentially, right? Or vandalism, maybe. But I also have it because I want to hear my kids when they go into the yes. into the driveway. Um, but that's that's neither here nor. I do think that they that having protection amulets on you or you know jewelry or whatever can serve as deflectors. Yes, I I understand. I I believe that they can serve as deflectors just as a an alarm system would serve as a deflector because the burglar's like, oh, the next house doesn't have one and it's easier, you know, and, you know, I got to save time. Um, but I do understand the point that you're making where if you're obsessed with... Yes, protection. With protection, with something bad's going to happen, with, um, you know, unseen forces, with dark energy. Yes. Then you're going to notice dark energy more. You're right. going to notice dark forces more. It's some um, reticulary 
I don't know what you you're know saying, what but I know what you're about, saying. Right? Yes. The green car. It's like when you buy a green car, suddenly everybody has green cars. Yes. Right? It's. I think it's particularly... We'll put it in episode notes. See, we're, <laughs> we're, we're learning, right? Remember, guys, this is our second one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that... If you're obsessed, then I think that's that's your point. Yeah, like community. you're perpetuating a cycle. If you're if if you're constantly doing things to protect yourselves as opposed to doing things to push forward and make yourself better, mm-hmm. I think that you could be inviting energy in that maybe is a little bit more unwanted. Right, because in the end, what you want is to have protection so that you can grow to be your higher self. Right. Anything stunting that is going to be. Right. And then if you're only focused on not, you know, negative things not getting you, then you're not focusing on growing and exploring this world and exploring your own power and growing your own energy and power. Yeah. In which case you're like basically protecting yourself from your, you're stopping yourself from yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that, like I said, it's not a, it's not exhaustive. It's not a comprehensive list. But if you go back, you will listen and you will hear that, you know, little things that we actually do do. Um, and if you have any questions or things that, I, and then in the future we can do one like, okay, doorways and, and yes. windows and then cars and pets. I know people love pets, you know. We can do specific ones in the future based on the feedback because we know that protection is something that, um, I mean, we could be here easily hours talking yes. about it. Yeah. Okay. hope it yeah anything else no i think that's good so we're probably going to be jumping into astrology here right for you want me to roll right into it do it okay so we're doing astrology starting on the 19th of january and so the 19th of um the 19th of january we have what we call the lunar nodes shift okay so if you guys there's you know like four eclipses per año (laughs) per año per year and then um so and the cycles of the eclipses go in about a 19 month cycle it's 18 point something and the last ones that we had were in the um gemini sagittarius um cycle right and they were feeding so one was in gemini and sagittarius and that was like that since 2020 okay and the last one that we had was with the full moon in november that was the last one of that cycle. And then the first one of the tarot, no, the last one was the full moon in December. And then the first one of this cycle was the last one in November. So they overlapped, those two periods overlapped in the, the, those two weeks. But now all the future eclipses that we're gonna have for the next year and a half are all going to be in Taurus Scorpio, okay? And this is what, and this is because the lunar nodes shift, it's where they, they change positions. And they're basically in this, this is one of the major events of the year because it's the whole focus of what we're doing is affected by the lunar nodes and the purpose of what we're trying to achieve. And so that officially, officially happens on the 19th, which is the day that we're starting this podcast, or the, <laughs> this episode, okay? And then, so the North Node is where we're headed and the North Node is gonna be in Taurus. And it's all about the planet, female energy, um, sense of belonging, sense of security. So people are going to be looking for ways to feel safe, to feel that they have control over their own um, 
wellness and their own security, their own home, their own belongings. And there will be many subjects related to environment and females. Okay. So this is, this can, you know, we can see this in abortion laws. We can see this in protection of the planet. We can see this in violence against women. These are all going to be major themes. And since it goes to the second house, it goes to Taros, it becomes something more personal. And that means that it becomes something that people are doing or, or ideally noticing that it has to be something a little bit more personal, right? You are the one that has to take the steps. You're the one that has to um, take action. You're the one that has to put in your little grain of salt. And I think that in the past, maybe it might've seemed like something too overwhelming or something that had to come from like a more global or more, you know, society level. And it was just like, if I participate or if I don't, it really doesn't matter. It's not going to have that much impact now becoming it in the north node it's like what you will feel driven towards right ideally somebody that's evolving will feel this push and so there will be more interest in belonging security female issues um environment and so forth and people taking more personal responsibility okay and then in the south node we'll have scorpio and scorpio is all about death and transformation and rebirth and so it's everything and it makes total sense because South Node is what we're leaving behind, okay? So we were obviously screwed for the last two years. We had a lot of death and we had a lot of transformation. Is that oh. gonna change our rating? No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she can cut it out. <laughs> um, so, you know, what we're leaving behind. We're leaving behind that death, that transformation, that change, that, you know, deep underbelly, being hidden sort of energy where we felt a little bit uncontrolled but kind of liked it you know mm -hmm. you know how that dark energy is it's like mm, I'm, not, I'm not in control I don't, I, like don't, I don't think that about the last two years but i do understand that <laughs> you can understand the energy. Yeah. yeah sure well I, I get it because i mean i was at home and it's like it doesn't feel normal but i like it you know? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um so but uh, many people but i mean mine was a light experience um but many people did lose you know family members many people lost their jobs many people yeah. um and what i think happened to m most people as a collective is that it changes their perception. It doesn't have to be the way it used to be. Right. It doesn't have to be, you know, the eight to five and the corporate structure and so forth. And that is something that totally died, right? Yeah. And so now we're all moving forward into a new, how do I make my moolah, yeah, right? where do I fit? And where, and, but how do I do it in a personal way? How do I do it without... You know, because I'm being reborn from this death that happened before. Right. So that's what, so we're moving away from the Scorpio and moving towards the Taurus. And that's what we're going to be seeing. That's the lunar shift, the lunar nodes shift. And this is something that we'll be feeling throughout the next 18 months as it like all clicks into place. Right. And then when we finally get it settled, then, you know, I'll change again. <laughs> and then, it's like uh, a child. of course, yeah. <laughs> and then the 20th, we have, we're going into Aquarius season. Aquarius is fixed energy. It's an um, air sign. I know many people think it's a water sign because it's the water bearer, but the water bearer is basically, um, he's carrying a vase of water and he's looking down at the water and he's analyzing and thinking about the water. So that's why I say that Aquarius is very well ex exemplified by counselors and therapists, right? Because they're analyzing emotions, but they're not really diving and swimming around in the emotions Interesting. yeah so that is the energy that we have um coming in and fixed is also being a little 
um, resistant to change. Okay. So that is the... Yes, you're <laughs> describing my husband. <laughs> so that's the energy that's coming in. That's what Aquarius is coming in on. But they're also great because, you know, they're, they're like, they're, they're weird. They're like, we don't want to change. And then one day they just changed everything. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, um, so that's the 20th, just that energy coming in. Um, interesting fact, obviously we already talked in the first episode, um, we talked about Mercury retrograde. So all the Mercury retrogrades this year start in an air sign. No, start in an earth sign and finish in an air sign. Starts this week and it starts when, by the time that, um, the podcast drops, we will already be in Mercury retrograde and then it will finish in Aquarius. Okay. Then the sun is going conjunct to Mercury in Aquarius on the 23rd. Um, this is Sunday the 23rd and this is also bringing in a little bit of that North Node um, energies because it's like how can you be fair-minded how can you have community engagements how can you find your place and your role what you're supposed to be doing for the community without like and how do you communicate about it and how do you let other people know what your role is without overextending yourself yeah so that's okay. kind of that energy that comes in when we have that sun conjunct mercury um normally you would say a sun, a sun conjunct mercury so it's like communication about yourself but remember that mercury is in retrograde so it's introspective and it's like bringing out what you're feeling and how you want to communicate about it more than actual communication okay and then mars and mercury both go into capricorn during that week the 24th and the 26th and venus goes direct on the 29th we've been with venus um, retrograde since december and if this retrograde worked if it did what it was supposed to do you will have clarity in matters of the heart this does mean that during the period of december to now to january 29th many relationships will have redefined themselves that does include breaking up um that is a that is also a term of redefinition so yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I wanted to touch on something that you said last week that while I was editing, I heard 12 more times um, about retrograde. And I think it's um, amazing. Journal. Mm. Journal it all. Journal it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Uh, that bit of advice. I was like, that's just so smart. Especially because if in, in miscommunications, putting all of that out first and reading it is going to allow yourself to be able just to see it for what it is and take back pieces if you need to or add in pieces if you need to the retrogrades are all about the re's right revisiting recalling yes. re-editing that's what and readjusting and so forth so if you do put it out first on paper then you have the opportunity to be able to look at it and, and revisit it and yeah re, re, review it and yeah re whatever <laughs> okay all right uh well, thank you so much and i'm gonna hop on for more herbs later for herbs later yeah. to deal with this yes right. all right okay Adios. Adios. This week I am going to talk a bit about estefiate or mugwort. This herb is very versatile. It's known to treat many ailments and carry many different properties. In ritual and medially it has been smoked, burned, or ingested. Now again, I am not a medical doctor, so before ingesting anything, please consult yours. Estefiate or mugwort was known to belong to the realm of the Aztec's water and rain god, Taluk, and was used to treat illnesses related to having too much water in the body. Um, examples of that would have been leprosy, epilepsy, or gout. 
The Aztec Herbal of 1552 lists several remedies for the herb. Uh, one of them is even being struck by lightning. It is known to aid in digestion, stimulate menstruation, calm nerves. Uh, it's used for menopausal symptoms, gas, bruising. It is an antispasmodic, an antiseptic, and an anti-inflammatory. In the magical world, Estefiate is connected to the planet Venus and other deities such as Artemis and Diana. For magical purposes, it is placed in the shoes to remain strong on a run or a long journey. A small pillow can be stuffed with estefiate, and that's known to produce uh, induce prophetic dreams. It's burned with sandalwood or wormwood or even drank prior to doing divination work. Uh, an infusion of it can be used to clean crystal balls or scrying mirrors, or it can be placed with divination tools to aid in mental workings. Estefiate is carried to increase lust, fertility, prevent backache, cure disease, and even madness. Lastly, you can place it next to the bed and that will help aid in astral projection. So these next few weeks, I'll definitely be enjoying some Estefiate tea. It is pretty earthy, so lemon or honey can be added to taste. Uh, if you are able to indulge, please do so and let us know if it provided you with any clarity. Thank you so much for being here and listening today. Adios and hasta luego.